for investors, they may not know it, but there's real businesses with real products producing real cash flow being built in crypto today. So as investors, and we're not speculators, we're investors, this is where we focus 100% of our time. And, you know, we talk to funds coming into this space right now, and for the first time ever, they're skipping over Bitcoin and going straight into these, you know, lesser known cryptos with real underlying businesses behind them. Welcome to Wealthion. I'm Adam Taggart, founder of Wealthion, here to deliver on a promise I made to this viewing audience. In our recent survey, many of you expressed a strong interest in learning more about cryptocurrencies and whether or not they deserve a role in the portfolio of today's prudent investor. And I agreed to investigate for you. As someone who hasn't invested in cryptocurrency to date, I've increasingly felt uncomfortable with my lack of knowledge about the space. Is there real sustainable value being created? Or is it just the latest speculative fervor, a Ponzi scheme doomed to bust? Whatever its future destiny, I've increasingly decided that as an investor, ignorance is not a good strategy. So I've begun to reach out to experts who've been tracking the space very closely. And what I'm learning is fascinating and encouraging. Forget for a moment the claims of serving as a superior currency or store value. While that may indeed prove out, the true potential for the blockchain appears to be enabling the creation of real and sustainable commercial value over a new platform better suited to many of today's most common transactions. Just like the internet revolution moved a tremendous amount of commerce from the real analog world into the digital world, a similar migration is now underway this time onto the blockchain. And the value being unlocked is no longer just a promise at this point. Billions of dollars worth of actual transactions are being made by blockchain enterprises now. I'm finding it easier to think of the coming future role of cryptos as less like digital gold and more like digital stocks, where the holder owns a claim on the earnings of these blockchain enterprises. The implications for this promise to be both massive and disruptive, and tremendous gains are already being made by those who are actively buying into these companies of tomorrow. Now, I do want to be careful to underscore, though, that there's still a ton of risk and unknown unknowns in this emergent and largely unregulated space. So a high degree of caution is warranted for those considering putting any capital into play here. But the core idea of a continuation of the analog to internet and now internet to blockchain migration of commerce is compelling. If it indeed happens, those who position themselves in the space early have the chance of buying tomorrow's Google, Apple, or Amazon at 1996 prices. So in keeping with my promise to better inform us, both you and me, about the crypto space, I'm sharing here the excellent discussion I had at Wealthion's recent conference with Stephen McBride, Chief Analyst at RiskHedge. Stephen, thank you so much for joining us to do this, and thanks for joining us all the way from Ireland. Yeah, no, look, thank you so much for inviting me to this uh, incredible event that you've put on, Adam. Well, thanks, Stephen. Um, we're here kind of at the end of the event, so you're really kind of the cleanup hitter here. And I know folks are very interested in understanding uh, the crypto space more. Um, you know, it's really interesting is we got a, a lot of viewers, you know, a fair amount of them, 50 plus and older, who I think they just, 
they honestly just don't understand cryptos. I mean, they, they, I, think, I think they're kind of worried a little bit that they don't understand it. They don't know if it's something that's important that they don't understand, or they, they don't know if it's, uh, you know, a Ponzi scheme. Some of them have been afraid of, uh, and so they've just sort of shied away from it. But there's a real yearning out there just to understand the space better. And I've been doing enough digging on my own to realize that you know, I think there's enough there there that ignorance is not a good strategy. So I want to use this time here uh, just to kind of raise the overall awareness and understanding amongst our viewers here about what's going on in the space. And then perhaps, Stephen, we can bring you back on the Wealthy Unchanneled channel in the future to dive more deeply into certain areas. But I, I want to jump off here where, with a general question, which is, where do you think the best opportunities are for investors? And I'm, I want to underscore that word because um, I'm, I'm contrasting it to speculators uh, in cryptos today. You know, is it buying them as a com potentially competing currency, as a store of value, or as something that has commercial application? Adam, I completely agree with, with what you said there in the sense that crypto is the most misunderstood asset class in the world today. You know, most folks, they hear the term cryptocurrency and their mind races towards virtual money and digital coins, right? They think of, of Bitcoin and everyone sees this as highly speculative assets with no intrinsic value, right? There's nothing, there's nothing backing it. And just to give you an example, a recent uh, investment report from Vanguard, so it concluded, it was, it was a crypto report, and it concluded that since cryptocurrencies are highly speculative in their current state, Vanguard believes their long-term investment case is weak. You know, our view is that was that view was true five years ago. It was maybe even true three years ago, but it is not true today. And look, I want folks listening to really erase this term cryptocurrency from their mind because it's really a distraction from the game-changing opportunity that's folding in front of us. So, you know, you asked, where should investors focus? Well, you know, for investors, they may not know it, but there's real businesses with real products producing real cash flow being built in crypto today. So as investors, and we're not speculators, we're investors, this is where we focus 100% of our time. And, you know, we talk to funds coming into this space right now. And for the first time ever, they're skipping over Bitcoin and going straight into these, you know, lesser known cryptos with real underlying businesses behind them. All right. Um, so I want to dig into that, that uh, you know, cryptos with real underlying businesses behind them. Um, I followed a little bit of your work so far, Stephen. I, I, I believe you sort of refer to this generation of, of cryptos as stage two cryptos. And um, uh, I guess first, what do you mean when you say stage two crypto? What, what defines a stage two crypto in your mind? You know, it's really a, it's kind of a catch all term for crypto becoming something more than just cryptocurrency, right? It's, you know, we're really witnessing the birth of an entirely new productive cash flow generating asset class. So again, crypto is not just about cryptocurrency. There is, you know, it was, it was kind of just to go take a step back, all crypto assets are really based on the blockchain. And it just so happens cryptocurrency was the first use of this incredible new technology blockchain, which we believe is the most important invention since the internet. But what you're seeing now and what we categorize as phase two cryptos is really the, the productive businesses being built on top of this technology. So, you know, just to, to give 
folks some concrete examples. So Uniswap, that's like a, a stock market for cryptos being built on the blockchain. Now, instead of you know stockbrokers or the New York Stock Exchange controlling everything, it runs on the blockchain and it's run by smart contracts. You can kind of think of smart contracts as money robots. They're clever computer code that can hold, send or receive money and move assets from one place to another. So again, just underscoring the point of real businesses, $59 billion worth of, of trades passed through Uniswap over the past month. And I think it's raked in a billion and a half dollars in revenue over the past uh, over the past year. So that's one example of phase two cryptos that we talk about. Another one of them is, is Helium. So, you know, building a wireless network is incredibly capital intensive and expensive. It's, I think AT&T and Verizon, they spent around $20 billion building joint cell towers and getting permits for small cells and all these things. So Helium it invented a whole new way to launch a wireless network. So instead of building it out itself, Helium, you know, we can get into the, the details later, but essentially use blockchain technology to incentivize users to build a network for it. And, you know, today has uh, 450 hotspots in over 160 countries, the fastest growing wireless network in history. So you can kind of see how Uniswap and Helium, they aren't cryptocurrency, right? They're real businesses making real money. So that's really what we think of as phase two cryptos. Okay, great. Wow, there's so much I want to dig into there. Um, and I want to underscore some important elements for folks here. So um, sadly, I'm old enough uh, to remember the transition, the, the, the rise of the internet. So I, I remember the transition of the economy from the analog economy to the digital economy. Um, and uh, this really sort of sounds very similar to me where that was a transition where you had a bunch of commerce that was done in the real physical analog world, um, but could be done much more efficiently digitally. And so the internet came along and all these businesses were built atop that platform that unlocked a lot of value, right? And, and now we have, you know, those as the companies that are basically driving the economy now, right? We get the Googles, we got the Amazons, et cetera. Um, so the blockchain basically allows companies uh, just as just as the, the the internet platform, the digital platform removed a lot of friction, unlocked a lot of value, let companies do what they were doing just better. The blockchain now is a similar catalyst for certain types of businesses. Um, I see you nodding while I'm saying this. Uh, so let me just pause for a second. Is, is, is that how you're looking at this as well? Yeah, I think you really hit the nail on the head when, you know, you talk about the shift of commerce from, you know, analog to the digital world and now really from the Internet you know, what, what you can broadly define as Web 2 to Web 3 or crypto. So, you know, they re crypto networks really represent a whole new way to do business. And I mean, you're seeing incredible amounts of economic activity happen on top of them. So, you know, take Ethereum, for example. So that's the second largest crypto asset and the largest smart contract platform. You can you can kind of think of it as a blockchain app store, right? It's it's the app store and then apps are built on top of Ethereum. So every single day, $34 billion worth of value, you know, that's trades, that's, you know, non-fungible tokens, all these types of things, $34 billion worth of value, it settles on Ethereum's blockchain every single day. And just to put that into perspective, it's more than 
you know, the payment volume for Visa or MasterCard or PayPal. I think just to go back to Helium for a second, it's another great example of commerce or, you know, business shifting from the old world to the new crypto world. So already this, the fastest growing wireless uh, network in history um, accounts Nestle, Lime Scooters, Volvo, CarMaker Volvo among its customers. And, uh, you know, research from, I think it was uh, from Morgan Stanley said, uh, Helium will have more 5G small cells than Verizon by the end of 2022. So, yeah, and, you know, they just partnered with uh, Dish, which I think is the fourth largest wireless network in America to help build out their 5G network. So, you know, our research shows that by 2030, Helium can be, can compete with AT&T and Verizon and be one of the largest wireless networks. So even, you know, uh, non-fungible token marketplace OpenSea, Basically, uh, you know, think of it like the eBay for for digital art and other uh, non-fungible tokens. So in the past 90 days, $7 billion worth of of NFTs was sold on its platform. I mean, that's just to, again, put the volume and the size of this into perspective. It's more than eBay or Etsy or even Apple's e-commerce business did. So, you know, you're seeing dozens of crypto businesses producing billions of dollars in value and revenue and really we think the rise of these crypto networks are inevitable given that you know it's kind of a it turns adversarial relationships into a win for all parties it just we we view it as inevitable all right great um so what i really want to underscore for folks for what you're saying here is that um you know these are real companies producing real revenue um real profits um at an accelerating rate and you've already given us some orders of magnitude to say that hey you know not only are they producing revenue a lot of these are producing a lot of revenue right this this isn't just uh you know a, a little science experiment somewhere you know uh, out there in the digital ecosystem like this is at real scale now and it's only getting bigger um and so the light bulb i want to try to turn off in folks's heads here and please correct me if this is the wrong light bulb to turn off which is to date people have you know, who haven't been involved in the crypto ecosystem, and, and I count myself among them, you know, thought of it sort of back to my original point as a speculator's game. All right, I'm going to buy Bitcoin today and hope that someone else wants to buy it for more tomorrow. And then there's a bunch of hot money coming in that's willing to buy coins like Dogecoin or Shiba Inu or, or coins that really don't seem to have any real use. They're, they're almost just kind of like, you know, kitsch collectibles. And I'm just, again, hoping that somebody is going to pay more for this tomorrow. Um, you know, whether there's a good reason for that, or it's, he's just a greater fool, you know, I just want to buy this thing and, and hopefully flip it. Um, of course, we see all the headlines about the NFT where people are, you know, buying, uh, you know, I think what most people would say sort of ridiculous uh, items out there, um, and people think of this as just what happens when you have too much hot money in the system. It just gets spent on, you know, frivolous, useless things. You're saying, just put all that aside for a moment. There are real companies out there creating real value that, you know, big companies, you mentioned, you know, uh, Volvo and Lime Scooter and, and uh, some other bigger companies than that uh, are already engaging in uh, the the magnitude of the revenues that they're or transactions that they're doing in some cases are surpassing visa and mastercard like you said so you know the light bulb i'm trying to turn off for folks is these are sort of like 
you know, th th think of stage two cryptos as companies and the crypto itself. And you tell me whether we should call it a crypto or a token, but whatever I buy, it's almost like buying a share of stock in that company where I'm getting a claim on the value that 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 crypto is creating just the same way as a shareholder in Apple or IBM or, you know, Caterpillar or whatever. I'm getting a claim of their profits. Is that all accurate? Yeah, that's right. In the sense that when you buy a, a crypto token, you're getting partial ownership of the protocol. You're getting voting rights and the right to collect a dividend if one, if if the crypto protocol pays a dividend. I think, you know, and, and this is a big however, however, viewers, you know, they have to be aware that not all crypto tokens are created equal. Right. So unlike in the stock market, there's no standardization rules for what crypto tokens, you know, what crypto, what rights crypto tokens have to give token holders. So, you know, many crypto tokens out there, they don't give you any of these rights and, you know, they're valueless, they're worthless, and they don't have much going for them other than, you know, a nice name and a, and a cool looking logo. So, you know, I just caution people before you invest in any crypto, you have to understand, have to understand exactly what you're buying and, most importantly, how it accrues value from the underlying business. Because as I said, these things work very differently. Um, just to riff, you know, I'm incredibly bullish on, on crypto tokens and just to riff on them a little bit, we view them as a whole new way to invest in a business. So as you said, they're like stocks, but really they're like a third way to invest in a business. So we've had equity and debt for the longest time, right? You could buy the equity in a company or you could buy its debt. Now, crypto tokens give us a third way. And the incredible thing about crypto tokens is they are programmable, meaning that they can kind of be programmed to do anything. I think one of the coolest examples of the, the kind of new frontier crypto tokens open up is something called airdrops. And basically, airdrops is when a crypto business rewards users with tokens. So I mentioned the, uh, the crypto exchange Uniswap earlier. So when Uniswap launched its Uni token, I think it was September 2022, it, it basically wired roughly 400 Uni tokens to every user's account, meaning every uh, everyone that's made a trade on Uniswap. So that that airdrop, it's worth around seven thousand dollars today. The you know a relatable way to think about this is that imagine every time you took a ride in an Uber, Uber wired Uber stock into your brokerage account, right? So tokens are they are a really a whole new frontier. They open up so much possibilities but you have to know what you're buying. That's that's the kind of the counterbalance. Yeah, I really appreciate that. And that's very important to score here that the crypto ecosystem is mostly unregulated at this point in time. So it is sort of the Wild West. Um, and there's great pros and cons to that. You know, what Steven's saying here is a, a token can be almost whatever the company wants it to be, right? It can give you a claim of revenue. It can give you voting rights. It can give you other benefits. Um, or it could give you nothing. Um, and the point is, Stephen's underscoring here is you really have to do your research as the investor um, so that you know what you're buying in this case. And Stephen, I'm just going to flag this because we'll get to it in a bit. Um, this really underscores, in my opinion, you know, Wealthion, we, we partner with financial advisors to help people navigate the complexity that's out there. Um, and certainly there are industries like we talk a lot about the mining space where 
there's a lot of chafe amongst the wheat. And so we always recommend you work with somebody who follows the industry closely, who can basically, you know, that's their full-time job is to tell you, hey, of the thousands of opportunities out here, here are the couple dozen we think are good. I think that's probably even on steroids in, in the crypto space. I see you nodding here. Okay, good. Um, so let's let's get to the moment of just sort of uh, you know some of the benefits that um, that or, or let me put it this way some of these strategies that you've come up with for uh, you know uh, delivering higher than than normal returns in this industry, which is kind of known for having crazy returns already. Um, so at Risk Hedge, you and your team. Um, I'm going to let you explain it, but you've come up with a, a, a way of basically a trying to to find the, the good emerging uh, phase two companies, um, you know, letting your followers know about that. But then you have a strategy for getting in these companies, right? There, there are a couple of things that can happen that can act as catalysts for for price discovery in this market. Can you just kind of give a description of your investing approach there? Yeah, uh, look, you know, just to give folks some context on. Uh, how you buy crypto assets and where you buy them today. I think most people will be familiar with Coinbase, right? So, you know, Coinbase lists around 100, 100, 115 crypto assets on its platform. Most of the major ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum and Solana. But, you know, that might sound like a lot, but there's over 12,000 crypto assets listed on CoinGecko. So if you think about that, you can only buy one to 2% of all the crypto assets on these major exchanges. So you're severely limited if you, you know, if that's your your kind of if that's your universe. In addition to that, before Coinbase lists any of these, they often saw 20, 30, 50 X, not not percent, X. And you know, uh, there, there's kind of if you think about the assets listed on this, it's really the tip of the iceberg. There is so much opportunity underneath. Uh, to, to kind of fish for assets not yet listed on these exchanges. So the way we think about it is you really want to buy assets, you know, buy quality phase two cryptos before they list on these major exchanges because the, the upside potential is, is just incredible. I mean, why, uh, why a Coinbase listing or why a listing on a major exchange is, is such a big deal is the vast majority of people don't go into these smaller exchanges or a decentralized exchange like Uniswap looking for tokens to buy. So when an asset lists on a Coinbase or a Gemini, uh, it's really, it's the first time millions of investors are seeing it. And of course, what happens then is they pile in. So, uh, you know, crypto research firm Masari looked at this and I think it was the, within the, the average gain for a crypto asset listed on one of these major exchanges, uh, is 91% five days after it lists. So by buying those crypto assets before they list, you can just make many, many more times your money. So that's really what we've pinpointed. We we try to get people in uh, early before they list on these major exchanges. All right, great. And so just to super clarify for folks there, there's sort of two things you do. Uh, you, you try to separate the wheat from the chafe, identify these good companies early on so people can buy them on the lesser known exchanges, um, you said that they tend to have 30 to 50 X, or at least, you know, historically have had that kind of return even before getting listed on a big exchange like a Coinbase. But once that, that token does get listed on a Coinbase, you're saying the average five day return is about 91%. So there's sort of two kind of 
catalyst events there. One is finding it early, hopefully getting some of the appreciation while it's still on the smaller exchanges. And then there's that sort of, you know, really uh, time compressed benefit of when it gets listed on a big exchange, there's, there's hopefully a pop. Did I describe that correctly? Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, the biggest the biggest one really is identifying these quality crypto businesses before anyone really knows about them, right? Um, it's, uh, you know, it's Coinbase listing processes is a bit chaotic. There's no way to know which ones they will list, but we've seen time and time again uh, when something is, you know, when something is little known, uh, it's just buying when it's early just produces incredible gains incredible it's unlike anything that you will see in the stock market i mean these assets routinely go up 20 30 x at least in the past okay and, and I, I presume this is sort of like a, a you know it's a basket model right where you're you're doing your best to build a basket of the companies that that you and your research team think are the new good ones and some of them may go nowhere some of them might implode but but some of them may have some of these gargantuan returns so that overall the, the basket does quite well. Is that is that the right way to think about it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, with, with 12,000 uh, 12, listed assets, there's certainly no shortage of, of assets to pick from. You know, one of the incredibly interesting things is that people might feel like they're a bit late to crypto. I mean, we've been hearing about Bitcoin for a long time. But even if you look at the snapshot of the largest 20 or or 30 crypto assets two or three years ago, a lot of them were the assets that we were talking about earlier, cryptocurrencies. Whereas now, whether you look at the top 20 or you look at, you know, you look in the, in, on page 100 of CoinGecko, there's just incredible real world businesses being built in this space. And that's really what we try to go after. Those, those businesses, the helium-like businesses that have uh, the opportunity to, you know, attract not just crypto people in crypto, but non-crypto natives, right? The average, average everyday American. All right. So let me speak to the to that because that that is probably a, a concern that folks watching might have had, which is, hey, you know what? I was just sort of late to the crypto game, right? All the big gains have been had already, and uh, you know, shame on me for not paying attention sooner. But I guess I missed that bus. Um, what would you say to them? And, and in your answer, if you can just add, I, I think you've got the, you understand the analogy, but over here in the US, we've got baseball. The baseball game has nine innings. Which inning would you say we're sort of in, in this phase two crypto story? I, I, I believe, you know, just to, it's always hard to, to pick an inning, but it's, it's the first or second inning. And let me tell you why we're so early. You know, I kind of, you can't quantify, it's hard to quantify these things, but today in crypto, we don't even know how to value these crypto assets. So, you know, you go through websites like Token Terminal and you can look at the price to sales ratio or the price to earnings ratio of crypto assets. But I don't believe that's really the right way to value these things. Just like the traditional valuation metrics weren't really, or, or, or at least if you followed the price to earnings ratio of internet companies, you just missed out on so much, right? Trying to buy Amazon when it was cheap was a, was a terrible strategy. So today we're so early, we don't even know how to value these crypto assets. And it actually has an interesting analogy to US stock market history. So before Ben Graham and, and Dodd wrote uh, securities analysis in 1934, people, average investors did not know how to value stocks. 
It was just all speculative. Nobody looked at earnings. Nobody was looking at book value, all these things. That's where we are in crypto today. Um, another way to think about it is that, you know, once upon a time, nobody believed that you could make money on the internet. And it wasn't that long ago, right? It was 30 years ago. People were incredibly skeptical about commerce on the internet. In fact, you know, at, at one point it was actually illegal to sell stuff on the internet. I think that's where people's mindset is with crypto today. They think it's all still super speculative and, you know, none of these crypto businesses make any real money. So th those are two, those are two points that point to, uh, point to was being incredibly early. I, I just go back to the, you know, if people want to look up the top 20 or 30 assets, even two or three years ago, it really was all junk cryptocurrencies for the most part. There was Bitcoin and there was loads of just copycats. It just couldn't be more different today. There's just incredible fast growing businesses with real users and real traction being built in this space. Great. Well, and that's the main reason why I wanted to bring you into this conference here. So a uh, zillion more questions that we're not going to get time to uh, explore in this short conversation here. We only have a couple minutes left. Um, but I, I hope and uh, suspect I've, I've really triggered the interest in a number of people to learn more. So if real briefly here, you can just give a quick description of the the newsletter that your team publishes, because your your main job basically is educating investors about you know the opportunities that you're identifying here yeah so yeah we're we're risk hedge and our, our crypto arm is called risk hedge venture so as as you mentioned adam it's really our mandate to find little known phase two cryptos before they list in these major exchanges um you know it's not just an investment letter we really focus on educating folks about crypto you know we put as much emphasis on the actual uh, investment as we do on telling how telling folks how to buy it how to safely store it and um, just you know hold, hold your hand uh, along the way on the crypto journey walk it through every step uh, we do weekly q a's and you know we really take joy on educating people about this wildly misunderstood asset class all right, so I'm going to put in a testimonial here. Um, I've been receiving it. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal resource for folks that are trying to get up that learning curve, and you know, if they're looking to begin to deploy some capital here, um, uh, you know, they're doing the homework for you, and you basically can just you know read what they write, ask questions in that Q and A, uh, and then make your decisions you know based upon all that intelligence. So, anyways, um, Stephen and his team there have been kind enough to create a special offer for Wealthion viewers. So if you wanna learn more about that, just go to wealthion.com slash crypto and uh, all the details will be there. Um, so Stephen, as we wrap up here, um, I, you know, for, for first time investors, which I think are gonna be the majority of folks that are watching here, um, you know, don't want to put words in your mouth. But my guess is you're not saying, "Hey, everybody, go whole hog on you know these cryptos." Um, there's still a lot of risk involved. But what do you think is sort of a a decent starting allocation for somebody? Is this sort of like a three to five percent of the portfolio, less, more? What do you think for the first time person getting involved here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, something something under five percent is certainly prudent. And also, you know, um, we really we really parse out the different type of crypto assets. So something like Ethereum is large. I think if it was a stock, it would be one of the, the largest 10 stocks in the world. 
something like that is still incredibly volatile but um you know it you could have a larger portion of your assets in that something smaller like helium again much more risky but overall i think people should certainly the, the way we the way we think about crypto is your allocation just should not be zero okay you have to have something allocated to this asset class people are talking about inflation and you know how to preserve your wealth but also grow your wealth over time there has been no better performing asset class in in over the past decade than crypto and you know we kind of we kind of touched on um we kind of touched on the opportunities and you know we believe that many of the best performing businesses many of the fastest growing businesses will only be investable through crypto markets going forward so it's an area people have to you know have to dive into have to discover and we love helping folks along the way all right great thanks Stephen. it's so funny we only talked about the commercial potential here we didn't get into the inflation protection elements or putting all that other stuff a whole bunch of other reasons why people have bought in to date um but i look forward to getting more deeply into those and the commercial stuff as well uh, in future appearances of you on Wealthion and folks watching, if you'd like to see indeed Stephen come on on sort of a regular basis, maybe once every you know month or two or so and continue to educate us on what's happening in the crypto space, please just let us know in the comments section below. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us. This has been phenomenal. Adam, thank you. Have a great day. And once again, thank you for inviting me. If you found this interview as interesting as I did, don't forget to head over to Wealthion.com crypto to download Stephen's 40-page report, The Ultimate Guide to Crypto, which he's offering free to Wealthion's viewers. But before you do, to see more new experts on this channel like Stephen in the future, don't forget to support us by first hitting the like button and then clicking on the subscribe button below if you haven't already, as well as that little bell icon right next to it. Okay. Now go download Stephen Free Report over at wealthion.com slash crypto. Thanks for watching.